gentlemen, and welcome to the March 13th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network, the premium place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook, send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G, or you can like the Court Report fan page. You could also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wise Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. You could also connect with me on Instagram. Instagram handle N-S-N Court Report. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn at this point is busy getting everything together for all the championship games, as uh, you know it is championship season, although it kind of get our reminders that it's also another season as well, but uh, should you have need of their services, give them a call, 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share in the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to our very first one. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, folks. Oh, was last week ever so right. You know... I, I thought that if I didn't talk about it, because earlier in the earlier on in the spring, in the sorry, in the winter, um, you know, when I talked about whether the weather wouldn't happen, I, I thought if I didn't talk about it last Tuesday night, that somehow, some way, some shape or form, you know, it would just go away, and we would uh, we wouldn't have any problems last week, as you know, um, that didn't quite happen. Uh, New York, while New York didn't really get that much of it, New Jersey got slammed by a snowstorm uh, last Wednesday, or last Tuesday night into Wednesday, and well, uh, yeah, a lot of things got, uh, went a little haywire as a result, and in terms of the Yeshiva League, a lot went haywire. Um, games canceled, school closed, um, it just, it was an entire mess. Uh, but things have gotten back on track in the, um, in the days since. A lot of games that were supposed to happen on Wednesday and Thursday were made up, and we are right back on track in championship season. Unfortunately for the Knockham Seagull Network, the way the schedule has turned out has sort of eaten into our opportunities to do several of the championship games that we had originally hoped to. Um, so, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes, you know, I think I said it best last week, man plans, God laughs. And, you know, I think we can all basically say as long as everybody is safe and healthy and whole, that, you know, this this sort of thing, it just is what it is. You know, thankfully, like I said, nobody got hurt. Everybody's okay. We can still continue to play these games. Schools are open again. And championships and trophies are being handed out. We already have 
well, two trophies that have been handed out for championships over the last two weeks, and I can't wait to get into those. We have several more coming up over the next couple of days. Um, so the, let, let's get at least take a look at the ones that were supposed to be. The, the girls' games that were supposed to be last Thursday night did not happen. The one that did happen, Girls' B was played last Tuesday night. Um, and we have a result for you on that. The two girls' games have been rescheduled. We'll give you a little idea of when that will be taking place. The boys' varsity championship, which was originally supposed to be this past Sunday, was played last night, and as a result of a scheduling quirk that didn't quite work out with one of the teams, the, um, the JV game hasn't happened yet. Yes, they split up JV and Varsity. That JV game will happen tomorrow night. We'll get into a little more detail as to that game. But we ha- we already know we have our Varsity Basketball Champion. We have our Varsity B-Girls Champion. Hockey going to go on a schedule this coming Sunday. Um, right here on the court report. Sorry, right here on the Knock'em Single Network. Um, and that uh, I'll get into, I guess, a little bit later when we actually touch on hockey. There is quite a bit to get to. I, I mean, the way the action the last couple of days has been pretty hot and heavy. Um, given that only a handful of games actually did happen, uh, last Tuesday night, like I said, we had the Girls B Championship. We had the Mag and David SAR Varsity Basketball game. Uh, everything else that sort of happened last week really was supposed to happen Wednesday night, Thursday night. Uh, it sort of got pushed off. The the semifinal game for um, for uh, Frisch TABC ended up getting pushed to this past Saturday night. The uh, Frisch DRS basketball game ended up getting pushed to Sunday. Both hockey games, both the JV and varsity semifinals that were supposed to happen got pushed to this past Sunday as well. Sunday was a phenomenal day, by the way. If you had the chance to be out in New Jersey, got a chance to take in all three of the games, I I was uh, I had the opportunity to do that. It was a fantastic day beginning to end. Started out at the uh, TABC Hafter JV hockey semifinal game. Uh, that was at 2.30 on Sunday, worked my way over to Frisch for the Frisch DRS varsity basketball game, uh, the semifinal game at 4.30 over in Frisch, finally working our way back to TABC for the TABC Frisch varsity hockey semifinal. I uh, had the privilege to actually call that one on the air, so it's not as if I didn't get a chance to call a game this past Sunday, it just wasn't the game or games that I had intended to, but if you do want to uh, take a listen to something that Elliot Weiselberg did do this past Sunday, uh, I was live on TABC TV calling the TABC Frisch Varsity Hockey game, which we'll get into a little later on. It was a phenomenal game, uh, a really well-played game on both ends, and I can't wait to share with you the uh, the action and exactly what went on during the game. Um, that being the case, we are... Uh, smack in the middle of championship season. We are also uh, coming up on several other things that are happening in the Yeshiva League or around the Yeshiva League. Like I said, we still have several championships to go. We have one tomorrow night. We have two this coming Sunday. We have two next week. 
and uh, all of that surrounding some little event going on in Yeshiva University this coming weekend, known as was it the the Sarachek tournament? I don't know. Never heard of it. Any uh, never heard of it before. You know that sort of thing. You know. Everything sort of brings itself to uh, a, 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 you know, a crescendo around this time of year, and Sarachek only, you know, only adds to it. And the fact that we have so much coming up over the next six or seven days, there's just so much to talk about, even though it's at the time of the year where there's so little to talk about in terms of actual number of games. You know, never... Never over the course of the year does so few games actually mean so much, especially over a short period of time. Uh, the unfortunate news for us is that we're also nearing the end of this year's uh, edition of The Court Report. We have, as far as I know, we will have one show next week. Uh, I would like to extend it a week just because the girls' championship games are going to be next Tuesday night, and I'd love to be able to get that in. I, I just I have to find a way to be able to do that. Maybe, maybe a... Uh, you know, uh, an, an extra episode, an extra half-hour episode in two weeks from now just to sort of get that in. Um, you know, I, I'd like to do right by the girls because they've been an integral part of the show that we've, you know, that we've put together. Also, because we spend time putting together our stuff for their championships, and, and I feel it's only right that the, the spotlight that be shined on them for whatever we really can. It's it's only appropriate. So I'm going to try to find a way. Right now, next week is looking at our fifth season finale. But uh, if we can find a way to extend it just a little bit, just a little bit, in order to get that girl's, uh, that go- those girls' results in, I will do the best I can to get it done. Um, just bear with me over the next week. But like I said, right now, next Tuesday night, March 20th, as of right now, will be our final show. Maybe we'll have one more show next week, the, the week after, the 27th. Um, I know that'll be a little close to Pesach for people. Can't believe we're even talking about Pesach. Uh, it really does seem this year like the show ran from from Sukkot to Pesach, didn't it? Uh, but here we are. It is um, it is right now March, and we're uh, we just had daylight savings time change, and yeah, that this is this is the end of the season. We are we are so close, folks. A couple more games, and this will be over. Um, for two leagues, it is already over. For our other five, it is only a few short short days before they come to a close as well. So, without further ado, let's dive right into the action over the last week. Let's discuss exactly what happened and let up to our championship games. Just before we note, um, it, it's there are certain schools that it's, the names are just going to keep repeating themselves over and over again. Banner year for one school in particular, and that is for the Frisch School. The Frisch School had a phenomenal year so far uh, athletically. Um, I, I believe the tally is that of the eight, uh, the eight, uh, winter leagues that they were a part of, if you count volleyball in also, um, the leagues that they could be in, because they're not in the 2B leagues, they're not in the girls' volleyball or basketball B leagues. So let's take a count. Um, you had the girls' volleyball, uh, the two, you got JV and varsity, uh, girls' JV and varsity basketball, 
boys JV and varsity basketball, boys JV and varsity hockey, that's eight. I believe they were in all eight semifinals. I don't know whether I don't know they've done it. They've done something similar in the past. I know they've done seven of eight. I don't know if they've done all eight of eight, but this year the Frisch School finds itself or has found itself in all eight semifinals. How many of the finals will they be going to? Well, at the end of the show, you will know. You already know that they're going to be in. Um, they're going to be in two of them because you know already what's going on with the with the uh, JV and varsity girls basketball leagues. You already know that the Frisch Cougars have found themselves into the finals of the girls JV basketball championship and the girls varsity basketball championships. Question is, out of the rest of them, which ones would they be in? Which ones would they win, if any? Well, we're going to find out right now as we kick off this episode of The Court Report. As we kick into today's show, obviously I think it pays to start out with the one boys league that now has crowned its champion, and that is the Boys Varsity Basketball League. So we'll kick off with that. Coming into the week, we uh, we had our semifinals set. We we knew that it would be Frisch and DRS in one semifinal. Uh, we knew it would be Mag and David and SAR in the other semifinal. Uh, real interesting matchups. Uh, Frisch DRS has been a, a, a staple for the last few years. You had um, Frisch uh, as the defending champion, varsity champions last year, DRS, the defending champ, well, the defending champions, I can say, but from two years ago. So these two programs, both extremely tethered to their history in the basketball league. You had Mag and David and SAR, um, both powerhouses in their own right. Mag and David, the JV champions last year, SAR, uh, two-time, uh, prior to last year, two-time uh, JV runners up this exact group two years ago uh, and three years ago falling to the Frisch Cougars. So all of these teams have some sort of history at this stage of the game in the Yeshiva League. Uh, taking a look though at the games that did happen, we'll start out with the game that happened last Tuesday night prior to the storm. Mag and David and SAR, as I said, Mag and David, comprised of many of the juniors from last year's JV championship team. Uh, you've, you've already know you already know about Mikey Natkin, the junior. You know about Albert Nasiri, the sophomore that has come up and made such a big difference uh, from this team uh, than the team that. Uh, that was in play two years ago. I mean, obviously that team made it to the semifinals. The team fell by a lot to Frisch. So it's it's it comes it shows a, that they've come a long way by going undefeated this year. That you know even in the conversation this late in the game, Mag and David and Sar though doing battle in Mag and David last week had the chance to go see that game, and uh, it was a I don't want to say it was a route, but it was pretty much a route. From the very beginning, Mag and David in the first quarter jumping out to a 17-2 lead. And that would be really pretty much the beginning of the end. Uh, Teddy Shama, Albert Nasiri, the two of them really just outpacing and outstripping SAR. The the Sting just could not keep up with the speed. Nasiri, several steals leading to uh, buckets the other way, several uh, fast breaks the other way. For uh, for the Sting, sorry for the for the Warriors, 
The Sting would try to climb back in, uh, paced by Judah Oppenheimer, uh, but Teddy Shama's 28, Albert Nasiri is 23. Uh, not enough uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, for just Oppenheimer to do alone with his 22. And uh, SAR uh, falling to Mag and David. Mag and David moving on to the championship with a 71 to 53 win over the Sting. So we knew that there would be one contender in the Varsity Championship. We knew it would come from the East, which is a, a, a real rarity, as you'll see as we go on uh, in the uh, over the court report. You'll see exactly how rare it is to have an East team in a championship game. The question would come from the other side, whether or not we would have an All-East Championship, whether or not we would get a matchup of the last year, of both of last year's champions. That would come down to Frisch DRS, and this game was a fantastic game. This game was the second game uh, of that uh, that set that happened on uh, Sunday between, uh, well, like I said, the three-game set. It was pretty much the Jersey trifecta, and this was the middle set in Frisch at 4.30. DRS jumping out to a lead early on. Uh, really holding the lead for much of the way. Uh, Frisch making small comebacks here and there. Um, but it would really not be, it would really not be as good of a game until it came down to the final few seconds. By this point, you've probably seen the clips. You've probably seen uh, the the last, what was it, 15, 20 seconds of that game with Jack Stepner playing the hero, as he's done countless times before for this Frisch team. Uh, TAB, uh, sorry, it's TABC, I'm, I'm already jumping ahead to, to games later on with Frisch, but DRS up either five, I believe it was five or six. I, I don't know if there was a free throw in the middle there that they hit, I don't remember, and uh, at this point, it's just it just really pays more mind to know exactly what Stepner did. Stepner, in the last 20 seconds, two huge threes to tie the game up at 48 in order to send it into overtime. And uh, from there on out, Frisch just took advantage and ran away with it. In the overtime session, Frisch would score 21 points. We're talking about four minutes. Obviously, there were a lot of a lot of free throws that took uh, that were to be taken into account. But a 40 from 48-48, Frisch and DRS ended up taking themselves to a 69-61 final. The Frisch Cougars moving on to the championship yet again. So for the second year in a row, the Frisch Cougars and for what would be the fourth time for this senior class, the fourth time in a row for this senior class going to a championship game. Uh, Phenomenal game by DRS, though. I mean, it, it, they they really did control the play. Uh, Amiel Kirstein and uh, Gabriel Khan. Uh, Gideon Walensky not really able to get as much started. Um, uh, DRS having a little bit of trouble handling the bigs, Stevie Paul and uh, and Stepner. Obviously with Stepner, Stepner totaling 39 on the afternoon, 19 in the fourth alone, including those two threes. Um, at 19 in the fourth, 20 for each of the rest of the way, but 39 points in a playoff. Stepner playing the hero, so it set up our matchup. It set up the matchup. It would set up our final that happened last night: the Frisch Cougars and the Mac and David Warriors. The 
division champions for their respective divisions. Frisch with a record of 13 and 1. Mag and David undefeated at 14 and 0. These two met up early on this past year uh, in the Mag and David tournament. Mag and David coming away with that as the first setup for uh, what would be uh, well, I, I almost they would have thought to or hopefully have an undefeated run did not come to fruition with a couple of losses in the uh, in the Saturn tournament uh, but this was uh, for most for the most part Mag and David's year leading up to this point um, these two like I said have history two years ago these two met up in the semifinals in Frisch Obviously, a little bit different, uh, not having Albert Nasiri at that point. Frisch, dominating victory. I, I think it was, I, if I remember correctly, it was a 21-point Frisch victory. Frisch would go on to face SAR in the finals. Frisch would go on to beat SAR, and uh, that was all she wrote. So, coming back to today, coming back to uh, this year, you had Frisch and Mag and David, and... and this was a game that, again, we were supposed to do a broadcast for. It ended up just finding myself uh, sitting at uh, press row, or, or should I say scores table, like I did uh, for the several years uh, before last year. And, and, man, it was it was a... It was a, a, a I, I can't say anything more than just it was a phenomenal game. First quarter opened up. It was really back and forth. Uh, Frisch ended up taking uh, the lead very early on. Mag and David coming back to tie it up at 5. Uh, would go to the first quarter break at a 10-9 Mag and David lead. Uh, it was nine. It was 9-7 until about 20 seconds left. Rage Ajati hitting a three-pointer to make it 10-9, and that would be the score going out of the first quarter of play. Um, very spread around scoring for the first quarter, uh, especially for Fr- uh, especially for Mag and David. Frisch, uh, you had uh, Strollowitz with four, Schoenfeld three, Paul with two, Stepner not quite getting on the board at that point. For Mag and David, it, you had four different scorers. You had Jajati with three, Albert Nasiri hit a three to tie the game up at five early on, Shama and Mala each with two points. Second quarter, uh, things started to turn more towards the Mag and David Warriors side. Uh, despite the fact that Frisch opened up the quarter with four straight points, the uh, the Warriors would take the rest of the period outscoring Frisch 15-5. to five. Uh, Just taking a look at the scoring from uh, from. Uh, Mag and David over the period. Teddy Shama had a um, had a bucket. Uh, Dion had a bucket. Shama would have another bucket. He would hit a free throw on that. Um, there was just a lot going. Dion would have another two. Uh, all in all, the first half was uh, really it really ended up in the Warriors in the Warriors' favor. Uh, I mean, Shama had eight in the first in the first half. Natkin had five. Dion had four. Uh, Stepner still not on the board though, and I think that was really crucial for Frisch. In order for Frisch to really have an opportunity, Stepner would need to get started, and he he it took him it took him to the second half, but the second half really did uh, play out for Jack Stepner. And uh, when Jack Stepner go, gets going, so does Frisch. Frisch uh, opened up the third quarter on a tear. This really, at that point, became, became a game of runs. Uh, the, getting into the halftime, it was 24-18. to 18, uh, Capitalized uh, on that massive Mag and David run. Forgot to say it. But it I, 
it needs to be mentioned just because of how fascinating it was. Uh, Mikey Natkin going coast to coast, hitting a running three as the half expired, really giving Mag and David a, a boost heading into the break. It was a six-point lead, as I said, 24-18, but the, the, um, the Cougars would make a comeback in the third. Uh, it was it would go back and forth for the first uh, couple of minutes. First two minutes would see um, would see a couple of, of really of really good play. You'd have Stepner finally getting going, hitting five points uh, in the first two minutes. Albert Nasiri would hit a three to make to, to push the lead out to twenty eight twenty four, and then the sorry would for Mag and David in order to to push it out to a twenty eight twenty four lead. And at that point, and this was the 5-11 mark of the third quarter, Frisch would go on such a run. Mag and David would not score a bucket the rest of the quarter, and it would take a, a couple of minutes into the fourth before they would score their next bucket. So at this point, as I said, 28-24 Mag and David, you would get uh, Stepner hitting a three from the corner. You would get Meyerhoff um, uh, making a fake, taking a drive to the hole and getting fouled himself. Um, then you would also have Strolowitz uh, missing, uh, getting blocked on a lay on a lay-in and getting his own rebound, putting it home, and then at the buzzer you would have Jack Stepner finding Stevie Paul uh, down low by the blocks, putting it in in order to have uh, going from coming into the quarter from what was a 24 to 18 deficit, Frisch had opened up a 34 to 28 lead. So the six point swing went the other way. Um, in a quarter that Frisch absolutely owned, there there is no there's no uh, ifs ands or buts about it. It was a a, a complete switch, and uh, Frisch would have a lead that looked to be I, I, it looked to be looked to be getting there. They would open up the quarter and continue with it with uh, Paul getting a bucket from underneath to push it out to a 36-28 lead. And then Mag and David would find the way back in 6-16 left in the fourth quarter of play. It would be Nasiri. And Nasiri rebound going coast-to-coast for the lay-in, finally breaking the snide at and would uh, push the margin to 36-30 Frisch after a Frisch timeout. There would be a couple of fouls going both ways. Frisch would take another timeout. And with 404 left in the series, we'll do it again, stealing, uh, stealing the ball, uh, driving, getting fouled for, for two shots. Uh, he would miss the first, hit the second, uh, but uh, right off that inbounds of hitting the second, Teddy Shama getting a steal, laying it in from underneath to cut it to the lead to uh, cut the deficit for them to 36-33. Very next play, Mikey Natkin would uh, would intercept a uh, a long outlet pass. Ball would come back the other way. Timeout would be taken. Coming out of the timeout, Albert Nasiri, a deep three to tie the game at 36-36. So here we are, 3.15 left in the game, 36-36. Megan David has climbed the way back in thanks to the hot shooting by Albert Nasiri and the great defensive play on Mikey Natkin. And there we have it. And so 2.30 left to go in the game. You know, it's funny. You're sitting there on the sidelines, and you're you're watching you're watching something that you know is about to develop, and you think it's it's going to happen, and you wonder if it's going to happen, 
And so I, I was sitting next to uh, the, the scoreboard operator stand at YU, and I leaned over to him with about 2.30 left, uh, just as Frisch was inbounding uh, the ball, and I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Frisch went into their Frisch ball mode and just held the ball for the last 2.30. And he's like, nah, I don't think they're going to do that. Do you think that they're going to do that? He's like, yeah, maybe the minute left, they'll run something. I'm like, no. I have a feeling that this is what they're going to do. They're going to hold the ball for the final two and a half minutes of this half. Now, I mean, it stands to reason, obviously, at that point, why that would be their tactic. I mean, look, Mag and David had come all the way back. They, they had gained momentum. They were getting into their run-and-gun mode. This was Frisch's real opportunity to control their own destiny and say, we're either going to win or this isn't going to happen. The problem is with starting too early is that Mag and David didn't quite get into foul trouble. Uh, they, uh, I believe they only had three or four fouls on the half. So the truth is they had a lot to burn. And down the end, down towards the end, it, it really did come into play because instead of Frisch really being able to set up uh, – Coming out of a timeout with 19 seconds left, Mag and David really just stunted every every driver move like that it looked like they were going to make by fouling them. And so it happened with what was it? It happened with eight seconds. It happened with four seconds. Happened with one second and 1.9 seconds. Tried to inbound the ball to Stepner. Stepner turned around and just launched a shot that went wide. And so we would head to overtime after. Frisch just holding for the last 2.30, not really getting anything out of it. So in the overtime, the question was, well, you know, either way, would it come out to be, would the winner of the tip just play Frisch ball? Because now that Mag and David had seen it, why couldn't they do the same? If Frisch gets the tip, you know that that's what they're going to do. Well, Mag and David got the tip, and they didn't play Frisch ball. It took them. A, it took them a minute. It looked like they were gonna do that, and then it just went. The it just went. Everything went. Started going their way. Um, the first points of the game for uh, Mizrahi turned out to be the uh, most. Uh, well, I should say the most important ones for Mag and David. Underneath the basket, 303 left. Uh, getting the ball down low, putting it up and in, giving uh, Mag and David a two-point lead. Uh, Ball would come back the other way. Jack Snepner would go to the line for a one and one to try to, you know, tie the game up. Would end up missing the shots, and so coming back the other way, Albert Nasiri would drive the lane and lay it in for a four-point lead, two twenty to go. Uh, action would go back and forth for the next minute or so. You knew the ball would try would would find its way to Stepner. Stepner would uh, try to re you know relive the magic from the day before, from uh, Sunday, trying to hit the threes, not getting it. Uh, I think he he was able to attempt uh, two or three three pointers in the last minute or so of play. Not able to capitalize. Mag and David would be sent to the foul line. Natkin would, I believe, in he'd get to the line. I believe it was was it either I think it was seven times in the in the extra session. I believe he would end up making five of those seven. Ended up getting seven points in the overtime. Seven clutch points, really driving the difference even further. In the end, Mag and David. Would uh, would uh, drive out the lead to uh, 48-38, and that's where it would end. Mag and David, the Mag and David Warriors, your 2018 MYHSAL 
varsity champions. Um, so you have this class that had the JV championship last year, and now the varsity championship this year. I'm talking, of course, about the junior class and the sophomore, the one sophomore, uh, Albert Nasiri, uh, now going back-to-back, uh, having having championships uh, won in consecutive years uh, for Frisch. This class this is the first championship game that they have not taken home, uh, but uh, an extremely incredible career for this Frisch senior class. So uh, totals would finish uh, Albert Nasiri for Mag and David, would lead all scorers 16 points, Mikey Natkin with 12 um, would end up, I believe, with, like I said, seven in the overtime, uh, his overtime heroics and his defense on the day, earning him MVP honors, a junior. Uh, so he now has back-to-back MVPs. The, he would end up getting the MVP last year in the JV championship, now the MVP in the varsity championship as well. Uh, back on the Frisch side, Stevie Paul and Jack Stepner were your leaders. Stepner would get 10 points in the second half, uh, Paul paced over the uh, course of the entire game with 11. Uh, tough to see, tough to see this loss. But I mean, either for either team, whoever would have lost, I, I think the difference would have been at the free throw line. I, I was watching it over the course of the game, and I was sitting next to the Mag and David statistician. I was, I was like, just like asking him, you know, just to uh, you know, tally up the free throw numbers for me, and the. It, it's just it's just insane to note that by the end of regulation, the two teams had each had had totals of three for eight from the line. So you have you have these kids, and combined, Mag and David and Frisch were six for sixteen from the free throw line in regulation. Contrast that though with overtime, where um, where Mag and David was six of eight in the overtime. And Frisch was two of four, so the two teams went from being six of sixteen in regulation from the line to being eight of twelve combined from the line in the overtime. Go figure. I, I guess when the game is on the line, the true, you know, the true uh, ice water in the vein comes out. But there you have it. You have your. Uh, you have your 2018 varsity basketball champions, the Mag and David Warriors. Congratulations on completing the undefeated perfect. 2017-2018 MYHSAL varsity basketball year. So now that we've done that, let's move on to the JV. So this is actually a very interesting situation. So we have a situation where we only had one championship uh, in basketball decided. Generally, they're decided on the same night, and you're about to find out why. So uh, again, setting up the stage, we had Frisch TABC. That game was supposed to be uh, this past week ended up being on Saturday night, but the game that and that and the winner of that you knew was going to go on to face Hafter. Hafter defeating Mac and David last week. We told you about that 65 to 55 final. Uh, this game, Frisch TABC, uh, always a nice rivalry. Uh, always, like I say, any root for rivalry is a great rivalry, and this was no different. Uh, Frisch mixed uh, missing. Uh, their top player, uh, Max Zockheim, but uh, and it would take it would take a lot out of it for the Cougars. Uh, Yoni Mann would just go off for TABC, uh, leading TABC to the finals. 
by the score of 66 to 53. So the final setup is West 3, TABC, uh, and East number 1, Hafter. So TABC uh, taking their road to the finals, defeating Heschel in the first round, uh, then defeating the Eastern number 2 seed, Shari Torah, taking out the Western Division champion, Frisch, now meeting up with East number 1, Hafter. If you recall last year, these two teams uh, squared off in the uh, in the JV semifinals, uh, you had the um, obviously the TABC Storm heading on to the championship. Uh, they ended up beating uh, Hafter 44 to 32. But New Year, different team, and but it's gonna it's really gonna be the, the real interest in this is gonna be the battle between the two top stars, the only man and Matthew Jedwab. Uh, obviously, both teams have uh, extreme amount of depth, and they both have extreme amounts of talent. Uh, it's just, it's going to be one of those really interesting contests. So the, the story is that TABC could not have the game tonight. Don't, uh, sorry, uh, sorry. I mean, last night, um, uh, on Monday night. Um, I, I don't know why it's, it's just something that was, and because of that, they couldn't end up having the double header at YU. Instead, that game between Hafter and TABC will be played tomorrow night in Heschel. That's right, folks, in Heschel. It's kind of a small venue, but um, definitely definitely uh, one of those you're going to want to get there a little bit early in order to see the game. It's just going to be a little bit cramped, obviously, but it's going to make the atmosphere all that much better. Uh, so tomorrow night, you will have the East number one, Hafter Hawks, and the West number three, TABC Storm. Uh, these teams have not won uh, championships in the JV League in quite a while. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, this is one of those ones where, like I said, you're not going to see the Frisch Cougars though. Uh, so that's something to note. But like I said, Frisch made it to the semifinals, not quite making it to the finals uh, in the JV Basketball League. So uh, we know that TABC and Hampton will meet up tomorrow night. We'll have that score for you next week, right here on the Court Report. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Knock'em Seagull Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Uh, well, now that we are a little more than halfway through the show, uh, definitely going to move on. Uh, I'd like to deal with the girls' leagues, um, but, I mean, we've already really laid out the story for you with girls' varsity A and girls' JV. Um, those championships will be next Tuesday night. Uh, again, as we said, you'll have Frisch and um, Bruria in the Varsity Championship. You will have Frisch and SAR in the JV Championship. There, there isn't much more to say that, that we already haven't said, so we'll sort of let last week stand on its own. If you want to go back to find out exactly what these matchups really are, you can absolutely go back and take a listen to last week's episode. Um, and again, we'll give you a little bit next week because at this point next week, it's going to be the only thing still left standing. So, uh, we'll, we'll do, give you a little recap before next Tuesday night's game, but there is one piece of news that we will pass along to you. And that is in girls varsity B girls varsity B had their championship game last Tuesday night. And boy, was it a stunner. Obviously I couldn't be there. But uh, for first-hand, for other first-hand accounts, for my second-hand accounts, it was a fascinating game that went right down to the wire. 
you had undefeated Bruria coming in at 12 and 0. You had Elan at 8 and 4, really fighting up until the very last week of the season to get into the playoffs. You know, you had that coin flip that put Elan in SKA, a team that they lost to twice uh, during the regular season. Elan overcoming that, and this one would end up being an upset. The Elan Invaders, a 37 to 35 win over the Bruria Lightning. So, despite the undefeated season, Bruria taking it on the chin by two in the championship game. Congratulations to Elan on their first championship in six years. I don't know if that's basketball, but it's definitely their first championship as a school in six years. Congratulations, the winners of the Girls Varsity B championship, uh, sorry, championship, uh, basketball championship. Congratulations to them as they become the first non-SKA team in quite a while to take home the uh, Girls Varsity B basketball championship. Well, we're going to move on to hockey now while we have, uh, I would say, roughly uh, 20 minutes left of the show. So that being the case, I, I think we can we can do that uh, if we have enough time, which we probably will. I'll probably end up getting around to it. We'll we'll deal with Sarachek because Sarachek is something that uh, you know it's very important and it's coming up this week, obviously. Uh, so we'll get to that in just a few uh, moments. Let's run around to hockey first. Um, so as we know, th- this is going to be the only. Uh, game that, or the only set of games that we're going to be doing here on the Knock'em Seagull Network coming up this Sunday on the Knock'em Seagull Network. Uh, action will start at around 1.15, but our broadcast will start at 1 p.m. sharp with the JV Championship game. JV Championship, the question is, who would be in it? We uh, already knew coming into last week that Rambam would not be in it after having lost to Frisch 6-3. So the Eastern Division champion going down to the defending league champions. The question is who would join them? And that would be decided this past Sunday in the first of those three games uh, out in New Jersey with TABC and Hafter. TABC would pop on the board early on in the contest. Uh, Jake Rothenberg planting home a, uh, a a loose ball in front of the net off of a Zach Levy run to the net. Zach Levy getting upended into the goalie. Rothenberg picking up the ball in front, poking it in the other side to give TABC the one nothing lead. That lead would stand for about another... Another few minutes until Ellie Blumenfeld would put the ball himself into the back of the hafter net to put TABC up 2 to nothing. Hafter would draw close about seven minutes left in the third period. Aiden Schechter shot from the line, tipped off of Jonathan Naor, and in over Charles Gibber's shoulder to cut the lead to 2-1. to one. It would be a fast, intense, action-packed uh, scramble to the finish. But in the end, it would be the TABC Storm taking home the victory 2-1 to one to head on to the JV Championship game this coming Sunday. So, here you have it, folks. You have a repeat of last year. You will have last year's JV Championship contenders going back at it again. You have the Frisch Cougars and the TABC Storm. Last year, TABC going in uh, as the as the hot hand, having taken Frisch out in the first game of the season, tying them the second game. Uh, but Frisch upending them in the championship game. Goals by Elliot Eisner and J.J. Corin. Elliot Eisner still on the team. J.J. Corin on the varsity squad. 
but uh, this this has been one of the hotter matchups all year. First taking the first game, one nothing. TABC taking the second game, I believe it was three nothing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, it was it was three nothing. Uh, so this will be the rubber match between these two teams, and it is going to be a knockdown dragout fight. Last year, TABC, like I said, was the favorite. Frisch able to keep them in check behind the goaltending of Isaac Markovich. Isaac Markovich now on varsity. These two goalies, though, have been playing phenomenal all year. We've we've recapped uh, their accomplishments, especially that of Gibber, who has still given up less goals on the season than you can count on one hand. And uh, the question is whether or not, for him, he can cap off this dominating season better than last year. This year, it's been his neck completely and truly, and uh, with a little more goal scoring in the championship game, uh, Charles Gibber could very easily bring TABC back to its championship roots. It has been several years since the uh, since the um, TABC JV team has come away with a championship in the JV level. It's been uh, I think the the last one was about four years ago, 2013 2014, the tail end of that six year stretch starting in 2008 2009 for Norm Blumenthal and his. Um, you know, in his uh, squad. But on the other side, you still have the defending champion, Frisch Cougars. You, you you know you'll have Elliot Eisner there. You have Jason Alter. You'll have Ari Baruch. All these kids still ready and willing and able to defend the crown that is rightfully theirs. Again, that game will be this coming Sunday at 1 p.m., 1.15 uh, uh, with all, when all is said and done. We'll air here on the Knock on Seagull Network starting at 1 p.m. Following that will be the Varsity Championship game. Those opponents figured out over the past week. Uh, one of the games that did get in before the storm actually was uh, the first varsity semifinal with SAR and Hafter. Now, we've chronicled the the history between these two teams and how uh, deep they've gone into games, how long the games have gone. So I'm sure Tuesday night, especially with the storm approaching, uh, people were kind of hoping that they weren't out until midnight uh, at the SAR for this game, and for the SAR faithful, they would go home extremely happy. SAR walking away with a 4-1 victory. Gordy Kolb, a goal, 4-13 left in the first period off a beautiful pass from Jason Burian. Uh, final minute of the period, Kolb would give the ball back to Burian in order for him to get a goal off of a Kolb rebound. Second period early early on, Fort Gang would get a goal uh, late in the second. Burian would put in another one following a hafter goal on a Jacob Kramer uh, power play uh, goal, and that would lead you to the 4-1 SAR final. So the SAR Sting, the uh, number one uh, seed in the West, heading on to the finals. It's been a couple of years for this crew. This crew went to the finals as freshmen. So the seniors in this class uh, went to went to the finals as freshmen against the Rambam Ravens. They would end up winning that game, score seven to six. And now the question is who they would end up seeing in the finals with them. And that was the third game of our trifecta this past Sunday. For those of you who got the chance to tune in to ABC TV, you got to hear me uh, live on the mic with Avi Proctor calling the game. Uh, it was a fascinating game during the regular season. TABC. Um, owned the two 
the two contests, a 2 nothing victory and a 2-1 victory. Uh, this one would be a very interesting hard-fought battle. You would end up having two teams just playing so fundamentally sound hockey, it would end up being two mistakes that would make the difference in the game. Second period, Benji Feintuck around the free-throw line inside the TABC zone, takes the ball, fires it into the back of the TABC net to give Frisch the one nothing lead. Frisch, fighting with a uh, with a lead over the last few weeks, has been dominant. They did so in the MTA game. They were able to run uh, run the, the game out on DRS doing it. The question is, would they be able to do it against TABC? TABC would continue to come back, but it would be... A, uh, a mistake that led its way to the uh, to the insurance goal for Frisch, and it would be off the stick of Maury Bauer. Maury Bauer picking up an errant backhand pass at the top of the TABC offensive zone, moved in all alone on Davis, put it opposite corner to give Frisch the two nothing lead, a lead that they would not relinquish. Isaac Markovich, the shutout in net, two nothing final for the Frisch Cougars, upsetting the TABC Storm. The Frisch Cougars will now, I believe, become the first divisional four seed to ever move on to a varsity championship game. And I say that because it's, it's, it hasn't always gone by divisions. So I'm sure there's been a four seed. I know there was a, a I mean, there was a, like, overall four seeds there's probably been. Uh, there's definitely been below that because, uh, I mean, MTA did it as a three, as a divisional three seed. But I believe that this is the first time that we will have a divisional four seed moving on to a championship game. They will move on to face the SAR Sting. Uh, over the year, Frisch and SAR uh, did battle, um, I believe it was, I believe they ended up playing twice at the beginning, the very, very beginning of the season, uh, those two teams played. And uh, wasn't exactly pretty for the Frisch Cougars. SAR took victories by the score of seven to three and five to one. Isaac Markovich now in net, though he wasn't in net for those games, or he was, but just not the early portions of those games. But Markovich has been on a tear lately, uh, holding DRS to one goal, uh, shutting out TABC. Two very very solid teams, and so the question is going to be: Will he be able to keep down the high-powered SAR offense? Uh, it's been clicking on all cylinders. Gordy Kolb. Jason Burian, Shure Friedman, the the entire SAR crew is uh, just ready and willing to to put the ball to the net. The question is whether or not they'll be able to uh, to do it in a in a court that they have not played in in three years. The one thing for these Frisch Cougars that's really going for them familiarity. This crew, the seniors, the juniors for Frisch have played in Lawrence Middle School for the better part of the last two years. Remember, last year, the this year's seniors were juniors who played in the championship team that lost in the championship. This year's juniors were sophomores who played in last year's JV win. This group was together two years ago when this team lost to DRS in the JV championship. So ever since SAR's last appearance in Lawrence Middle School, Frisch has made once each of the last two years for each of these kids. So if you think about it, this is some maybe somewhat of a home court advantage that could turn the tide for Frisch. And I think that's what they hang their hat on, familiarity. This isn't an SAR's rink. 
this is frish you know this is this is sort of frish advantage you know the they've won there they've played three games since the last time that SAR has so I mean if you are frish although you are you are the underdog in this SAR clearly the favorite after running through uh, opponents at at will since that uh, overtime loss to TABC, and uh, one has to think that SAR is a heavy favorite here. But again, the way Frisch has been playing and the way Frisch has been playing inside of Lawrence Middle School, you have to expect that there is going to be fireworks this coming Sunday when the two get together. That game should be at around I, I want to say three fifteen three thirty. Uh, we'll be on the air with that 15 minutes for game time, so you can tune into the Knock'em Signal Network again. This coming Sunday, I'll be on the call. I will uh, be joined uh, uh, by two extremely phenomenal members of our community. You will find out who it will be this Sunday. Obviously, I will have David Kolb with me for the JV game. Uh, David will be a uh, spectator and a fan for the varsity game as his sons, Gordy and Henry, go for a championship. Uh, so tune in Sunday to uh, listen to us and uh, to, to hear us break down all of the action in the 2017-2018 MYHSAL Varsity and JV Hockey Championships. Looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to discussing all of these championships with you next week right here on the Court Report. Well, as promised, uh, now that we've done that, I'm going to circle back around. And we're going to just do a little bit over uh, on Sarachek with like the next five or seven minutes or so. So the uh, 2018 Red Sarachek Tournament coming to you live from Yeshiva University this uh, this coming weekend. It's always a fascinating uh, time for... Yeshiva League Basketball. Right now, obviously, the year is at its end for the Yeshiva League Varsity. So, really, the next thing that we have in terms of basketball for the Varsity, and the last thing is going to be the Sarachek Tournament. Several Yeshiva League teams in action in Sarachek. And I'll I'll just give you the seeds, which were released this past week. Mag and David's a three-seed. You have DRS a four. Let's let's go down the list, actually. You have Shalhevet at one. You'll have Valley Tora at two, which is which is strange considering uh, you know uh, the the way that play has gone this season. Uh, Mag and David, uh, our league champion, is the three. DRS is the four. SAR the five. Frisch given the six seed, so uh, Frisch maybe a little disrespected in that. But the good part, uh, and I can't say the good part, but I, I think the the interesting part out of this is given the fact that they're a six seed. Uh, if they were to make it through, uh, their meetup, should they meet up with Mag and David, would come in the semifinals, the Tier 1 semifinals. Frisch would obviously have, oh, sorry, it would be in the quarterfinals. I apologize, because Mag and David's a 3, Frisch is a 6. If Frisch were to win their Day 1 matchup with Berman, then Frisch would end up facing Mag and David next week, in at the again, at the end of the week, uh, on Friday, in the Sarachek tournament, that's interesting. I mean, that, I guess that's um, uh, it makes for good drama. I don't know that she wanted to do it that early on. That might have been better off saved 
for Sunday. But this is the seeds that they were given. The 7th seed, the Rashi Warriors. 8th seed, the Hank Hurricanes. 9 is Eula. 10 is Ida Crown. 11, Berman. 12, Baron. 13, TABC. 14, the last of the Yeshiva League teams, and that is the MTA Lions. The host, you have um, Sifton Mustangs at 15, Kohelet at 16, Cats at 17, Fuchs at 18, Farber at 19, Harkham at 20. So just rounding out just rounding out the matchups for the week, you know you have Shalhevet, Valley Torah, Megan David, and DRS as your by teams. They will not play until Friday. The matchups on Thursday are as follows. At 10 a.m., you will have the 16th seed Kohelet Kings taking on the uh, the 17th seed Cats uh, YHS Storm. Uh, you'll have the uh, the fifth, number 15 Masifta Mustangs taking on the number 18 Fuchs Mayhem and the uh, let's see what else in that far down. TABC and Harkham will will go at 2:30 in the afternoon. All these are tier. Well, the first two are tier two uh, entry games. TABC Harkham, I believe, is into. Yeah, it's also a tier two qualifier. Uh, so those are your tier two qualifiers. MTA Farber will also be a tier two qualifier. MTA uh, 14 seed Farber is the 19 seed. The rest are all tier one qualifiers. You'll have Rajji and Ida Crown. Rajji again the 17 seed. Ida Crown the 10 seed. Uh, SAR the 5 seed. Baron the 12 seed. That game is at four in the afternoon. Then you'll have M- uh, the MTA at Farber game, and Farber game is 5.30. And then you'll have uh, Hank and Eula doing battle at 7. Hank the 8, Eula the 9. And at 8.30, Frisch back on the YU court facing off against Berman. So let's let's look at the potential for the second round game. Should the favorites all win their first round games, uh, especially for Tier 1, you will have Friday, Shalhevet and Hank, Valley Torah and Rajji. Magan David and Frisch and DRS and SAR. So you'll have, it's funny, you'll have, um, if that were to fold out, you'll have Magan David and Frisch, the two finalists in this year's uh, Varsity Basketball League in one uh, in one quarterfinal, and in another quarterfinal, you'll have the two semifinalists, DRS Wildcats and the SAR Sting doing battle, and two of them will move on. So you'll have either the champion or the runner-up moving on, and you'll have either the, uh, the the two semi one of the two semifinalists moving on. Uh, again, it's just interesting how that plays out. How it could have been maybe shaped a little differently in order to sort of get that meetup again. But you know what? Maybe it's better off not uh, you know not looking for that. Maybe it's better off just taking what you're given. And this was done a couple of days ago. Anyhow, uh, it's going to be a fun action. Tune into it. MaxLive.com. Uh, a lot of action going on. Again, Saturday night will be your your <laughs> Tier 4 games, and then it culminates with um, with Monday with Monday Madness, which will be next Monday, and we will recap all of that for you next Tuesday night right here on the Court Report, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. All right, only a few minutes to go. Uh, I, as we go out, again, a, a, a huge... Mazel tov to the Mac and David Warriors for their uh, varsity basketball championship win. Another huge uh, Mazel tov to the Ilan Invaders for their girls varsity B 
uh, championship basketball win. Uh, both very deserving. Again, tune in this coming Sunday to the court report. Sorry, I keep doing that too. The... Um, to the Nahum Single Network for our feature presentation of the hockey championship starting at 1 p.m. from Lawrence Middle School. Again, told you the matchups. You'll have TABC and Frisch doing battle in a rematch uh, for the JV championship, and you will have SAR and Frisch doing battle in the uh, varsity cap of the day. Uh, looking forward to that. Cannot wait to discuss it all with you right next week here on the Court Report. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report in our archives on the Nakam Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jamie in the AM with Nakam Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NakamSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning like I did this morning on Jamie in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning Jamie in the AM sports update. Uh, once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Knock Siegel Network.